1: Walker Mail, Wes Bryant, Josh, Fiddy, Marlowe coming to you live from the Planet Kia Studios. Visit PlanetKiaNC.com. Unfortunately, no Willie P here today. Instead, we have to go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline to welcome the voice of Charlotte FC, Willie P, joining us. Willie, why didn't you want to come into the studio today? Were you getting frustrated with Fiddy for any reason?
0: No, it's just I've been I've uh, I've been on I-77 a lot today, and uh, it's I, not that you guys aren't worth it. It's just I I don't want to make it my permanent residence. That's all, because I got to be back up and down again for the Charlotte Hornet game tonight, and I had training this morning, and it it would it would be a lot of time in the car.
1: All right, well I'm a little I'm a little frustrated with you, but that's fine. We can move on. But not even because of that though, because I do feel like you've been throwing shade at Fitty for him not looking good in a bucket hat. You did this publicly. I thought it was despicable of you where we're trying to build this man's confidence. And then you wanted to say, no, they're just being nice. You indeed do not look good in a bucket hat. Well, then I saw the photo of you in your Buzz City jacket and your Buzz City bucket hat, Willie. Do you feel like you are more attractive than Fitty in said hat that we're talking about?
0: Yeah, the problem with Fiddy is that I actually tell him the truth. I don't need people giving him an inflated ego are giving him an inflated opinion of himself because he surrounds himself with people who don't tell the truth. And That's that's basically the way that this is going to work. Fiddy is my friend, and I, I have to give him the, you know, sometimes we have to keep
1: it 100 with him. Wes, we try to gas fitty up, man, and Willie's just here to bring a fire hose all over it. Just get the fire out of there. We did. I keep it a buck, though. I told him what I thought. I think it's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. It's swaggy, and uh, I guess Willie does look a little swaggy as well in the Buzz City outfit that he can don. Let's go to the Charlotte FC uh, score from this past weekend. We saw Charlotte play New York. The Red Bulls, I was told last week that Thierry Henry does not still play for that team, and they played to a 1-1 draw at the bank on Saturday. Willie, what were the biggest observations from that match?
0: Well, it was once again kind of a tale of two halves. Uh, When you think about the way the last game went against Orlando, Charlotte was very forceful with their play in the opening half and not so much in the second half, though they had gotten two goals in that first half. And as far as this Saturday against New York, uh, the first half, New York very much dictated the terms. They like to play a very physical and aerial style. Uh, that doesn't necessarily shoot, suit what Charlotte FC wants to do. They want to keep the ball on the ground. They want to play precision passing. And they want to do, uh, do things in terms of trying to break that press. Unfortunately, they had a lot of trouble with it in the opening half. They showed a different spirit, though, in the second half. They were able to get a couple of great substitutions in with Ben Bender and Vinicius Mello, who made his MLS debut. And, and Vinny Mello made himself a real instant impact when it came to his service that he provided in the 74th minute to Kerwin Vargas that uh, went for the, the own goal. Uh, one thing that I keep coming back to, and this is something that was touched on by a couple of people off the weekend, is that you know, we should have had more time in that game. There was a lot of time wasting done by New York Red Bulls even after uh, uh, Charlotte FC had uh, made the score back level. Uh, they seemed very content to come out of there with only a point as opposed to trying to play for, for all three. So in my mind, I don't know if we necessarily got the most favors from uh, the officiating crew from MLS, There was also a lot of physicality that was uh, highlighted by uh, the folks on the Instant Replay podcast on Apple, which uh, basically detailed the fact that there were a lot of calls that were missed on both sides. Charlotte FC actually came away pretty fortunate because there were two uh, pretty vicious challenges from Brand Bronico and Derek Jones that they believe could have very easily been whistled for red cards. That still could possibly happen retroactively. Uh, they can potentially suspend those guys for any particular period of time if they feel that a challenge is deemed untoward. But at least in the phases of the match, Charlotte came away pretty lucky in, in the fact that that game had a lot of contact that got let go.
1: Willie, you talk about Vinicius Mello and his impact on the game, and that was one of the big storylines from that match, had to wait. A long time before he got in because of injuries and things of the like they said 467 days to be exact what type of impact uh is he going to make on this team and can he become the new mellow of charlotte
0: well it's interesting uh he unfortunately he doesn't like to go by mellow alone he likes having both of his names together so it's never we're never going to call him mellow like we call a mellow ball because he prefers just being called venetius mellow or if any but i do feel like when you look at the way that he impacted the match, I feel like you have to play him. Uh, there wasn't a single player. we, uh, When we talk to the people who are connected with the club, you know, whether it's on the record or off the record, there isn't a single player that they have talked about an upside of more than Vinicius Mello because they feel like he brings a certain element of style to the game that you just can't really teach. It's, it's a lot of those types of things that – you know, when he's on the ball, he's very, very silky smooth with it. He also can shoot it. He he is trained as a number-nine striker, but I think in the spirit of what Christian Latancio has said with this team, he feels like if you're an attacking player, you can play anywhere across the front three. I didn't know necessarily that he had the surface, uh, the, the surface specs in his locker, but I tell you what, he looked pretty nice on that right wing, and it seemed like he, Enzo Capetti, and Kevin Vargas had a nice chemistry together. You could do a lot worse than that front line if they're all playing in their current form, which also begs the question about what you do with Karol Spiderski when he comes back. And I'm sure we'll get to that uh, after Karol's uh, pretty interesting performance over the weekend for uh, the Polish national team getting himself a goal yesterday in international play.
1: And Coach said they played a team that was known for their fighting ability. How, were, mm-hmm. uh, how was Charlotte FC able to outfight New York?
0: Well, that's the one thing that, that Christian has said. You know, we're not going to sit here and be bullied. And I think that's part of the reason why you saw some of the challenges and, and the fight back from, from Charlotte FC. And, and I think it took a referee to let a lot go, which I think Marcos de Oliveira did. But fact of the matter remains is that the arbiters of the game outside of the, the white line might look at that differently. But I think, again, Charlotte FC in the second half fought back a lot better. I think in the first half, they they had a lot of possession that took place in their own half that wasn't intentional. This is part of the reason why, when you look at possession numbers after a game, it doesn't always tell the whole story. Charlotte FC held 75% of the possession in that game and did not necessarily come away with anything other than one shot on target. That wasn't even the shot that uh, resulted in the goal because the goal was an own goal so it count as a shot on target. Uh, the one game that Charlotte FC has won this season – came in a game where they didn't dominate possession. They actually were able to make the most of their intentional possession against Orlando, and then Orlando basically spent the entire second half on the front foot, but Charlotte FC kept themselves very organized. So in my opinion, Weston, a long way to answer the question, yes, they fought back, but I'd like to see that fight over a larger portion of the game because I really feel like there was only like 20 to 30 minutes where I felt that Charlotte FC dictated the terms of the game by what they wanted to do
1: well willie and that lone win did not come at home in fact charlotte is oh two and one at home so far this season how important is it for the crown to start getting back on the winning track here in the queen city
0: i think it's very important because i mean you play 17 of your matches in this building and uh, one of the things that christian latanzia said is that maybe sometimes they put a little too much pressure on themselves they've been unfortunately uh uh, a characteristic of them has been slow starts in this building, unfortunately, and that's the, I think, real testament to try and figure things out in terms of their, their form. They'll get two consecutive weeks on the road here, and it's, it's odd because last year we kept on talking about how much of a fortress that Bank of America Stadium has been. Uh, granted, the, the sample size is very small in terms of their, their road form, but I do feel like, aside from the St. Louis uh, game where they played, I do feel like they looked a lot better in that opening half against Orlando than they have in any of their their games against uh, their home competition. And unfortunately, they go into a week with Toronto, a place that they didn't necessarily do well in against uh, because of the fact that they had to uh, deal with some different things involving Toronto and their brand-new players. Uh, They got down very, very early in that game last year when they played them, and, and they've struggled against Canadian teams overall. They only have one win against uh, Canada overall, and that came back at home last year against Vancouver. They went 0-4 in the two matchups each with Toronto and Montreal, but Toronto's going to be down some players because they don't have their sensational star, Andre uh I'm I mean, sorry, uh, Lorenzo and I'm sorry, I got him and Yes, <laughs> uh, confused. I was about there. to say, a guy I heard yeah. of. Uh, the, Lorenzo and uh he is no longer, about, he's not uh, in form right now. He's still up with injuries. So at least for, from that aspect, I'm wondering, how Charlotte FC might actually benefit from being on the road for a change because they have looked a lot better away from home. There's been a little bit less pressure on them.
1: All right, that is the voice of Charlotte FC, Willie P, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline will be on the call for their match against Toronto on Saturday, which, of course, you can listen to right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Willie, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks again.
0: I'll get I'll get my international forwards and midfielders straight out next time I if you, you don't guys, mind. Nah,
1: thanks, If you don't mind, that would be great. Just so we could talk like real professionals here about the sport of soccer that we do all the time without Willie P.